Stop. Uh, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Deviant Gentleman Podcast. My name is Shane Vitko, alongside my co-host, Mr. Uncle Tommy Vexed. What's up, everybody? How the fuck are you doing? Uh, fuck, man. We have a phenomenal guest in today, and I don't mm-hmm. even know where to start with how to introduce this fella, but we have uh, USMC, uh, United States Marine Corps, combat veteran, CEO and founder of Bravo Research Group, Executive Protection Lifestyle, Protect the Nation, author of Finding Meaning After the Military and host of the Protective Podcast, Mr. Byron Rogers. Boom, man. Wow. Thanks so much for that introduction. And uh, yeah, man, I know I complicate it with all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good, re- that's yeah. a tight resume. Man, I had to- You're a, t- man, I had, a man I, of action, you know? I, I had Thank to hit you. him up and Thank be like, you. so is the Protect Nation, or is the lifestyle and the executive, what the fuck do you, what do I, how do I introduce you? So- I did my best. I hope that I did you. No, nah, you uh, killed it, man. Justice. Sometimes I, when they ask me, like, so what do you do? I'm like, how much time you got? Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. like, you know I, I do whatever it takes. You know? Well, yeah. so, for, our, so it, for any of our viewers and any of our listeners who are not familiar, how do you tell us? Tell us. Give us the breakdown. Um, well, it really depends on the venue, man. Um, so if I'm my elevator pitch, if I'm talking to someone who might be within the private security industry, it's. Um, I help high net worth. I set up security. Uh, I set up security strategies for high net worth individuals and corporations. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's anything or anywhere else, it's you know I help people learn how to protect themselves because that's at the seat of everything I do. So, executive protection lifestyle, like right. that's a brand that's all about helping private security professionals do better and be better and serve better, restore more honor back to what we do. You mm-hmm. know by helping people improve themselves. Uh, protector Nation, it's all about helping civilians perform better and be able to protect themselves be willing capable and prepared so really i'm a protector and i'm doing everything i can to like get that energy out into the world Mm -hmm. and like multiply that ability and so in 2020 like it's interesting because a lot of even even in la i think after the riots a lot of my extremely uh liberal friends who are anti-gun went out i mean everybody went out and bought guns uh, because the reality of of um, you know the violence and the riots and you know what do you you know what do you say to people who are starting to see the Second Amendment differently and being you know what do you say for people who have never really been concerned with protecting themselves and their family in the climate of 2020 and how that's kind of changed American society. You know, to me, in so many ways, it's a beautiful thing, right? So. Being in the private security game, you know, I've had clients that appreciate security and I've had clients that don't appreciate security. Growing up with five sisters, you know, I've been like, yo, I got to get you to understand the importance of security mm-hmm. and being aware of your surroundings. You know, we've all, you know, and, and, and I, trying to help them understand that reality before living or experiencing something that validates that reality is like a whole thing. Right. You know, so a lot of my energy, is, and you guys will see this like, we were talking in my social media posts goes to helping civilians realize like I want to cause a little micro trauma with maybe a sharper video of like some real world action. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that will hopefully cause you to start to be more aware of the reality that, yeah, you got some basic needs. You know, you need, you get, you need food, water, shelter, 
you know, but you need to be able to protect your stuff. Yeah, you know I mean, otherwise it might just be my stuff. You know what I'm like yeah, so, and that's that's yeah. what I said about when I went through your Instagram. Like, you know, yeah. every time we have a guest on, I like to start at the beginning. And you know, yeah. we had Emily on. I had to scroll through three thousand posts. Mister Byron, I had to scroll through six thousand. Dude, I was impressed. So but, I was like, you you did what? But, that was like. <laughs> but when you start with somebody's thing of five likes to twenty likes to fifty likes to a hundred, six hundred, so on, and, and I get to see the progression, and I got to see your progression of. Uh, who you became as a man, what you, you know, these, these, what your purpose was to get through and all these, you started off with so much inspirational stuff. And like, yeah. that's what you were sharing a lot was a lot of inspirational quotes. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I get to see, like I told you before, your training of the first time you started doing like the tactical ranges, mm -hmm. uh, to getting certified to where you're at now. And it's, yeah. it's, it's humbling growth. And it's like I said, I mean, I followed some of these guys that, are insane like you know they don't even look and it's bing, 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 hitting yeah. all this shit and it's like damn man and y'all's like in the beginning was by the numbers right, right stop shoot by the numbers stop shoot and over time you get it see i i feel like i wish more people put up the the videos where they fall the videos where they miss yes. not just the ones that this came out absolutely yeah. perfect and here's me i'm ready for any scenario yeah. are you you do it's the natural beauty versus the makeup beauty thing mm -hmm. it's like nah like natural beauty is 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 I feel in some ways it's like, it's you, it's superior. I love the imperfection is perfection kind of thing. So like on that, I'm sitting here and I'm getting ready to start posting my shooting videos. You know, I'm doing my thing. And there's a lot I could say about that because, you know, a lot of those motivational videos, I was, I was banging those out and I was just like, I got something inside of me and I got to say it. I got to express it. I should express it somehow. I don't care if like two or three people just watch the video, mm -hmm. but like, this is my responsibility to give, you know, what I have inside me. Right. Um, but then with the shooting stuff, it's funny because, you know, I roll with a bunch of dudes and we're all gunslingers, right? And I'm like, I was like the worst dude in the crew, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they're all that's looking me, at me. That's, that's for a public record. That is me. <laughs> right, I'm yo. like the sloppiest shot, bro. Right? Yeah. I, no, I, I don't care, though. Like, yeah. listen, you don't, don't forget get, to hire me. You don't get better if you don't practice. You yeah, know? yeah. And so I was just like, they're like, what are you doing? Like, why are you recording yourself? I'm like, yo, I'm going to post this. <laughs> and they're like, how? It was horrible. You're the worst dude here. You can't post it. I'm like, my brand is never going to be about perfection. It's going to mm -hmm. be about the pursuit of your potential. And I think well, that's it, relative to everybody. It comes yeah. down to if you think you can do it better, then try it. Just like the, yeah, what was yeah. it, the black, uh, the, the activist there who went and trained and ends oh, up yeah. shooting him and he, he did miserable. Uh -huh. Which is like yeah 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 I mean I thought that right? was that I I'm, I give the guy credit for at yeah. least saying hey I'll go give it a shot that and I then seeing it that. and then going like wow man you're right like that split second of what do mm -hmm. I do I'm shooting you and yeah. it's like well that's well, not what you're supposed to do most people, right yeah it's <laughs> right it's interesting how yeah. most people who are so outspoken and so hyper critical of law enforcement have never been in life and death situations yeah. right shot a yeah. BB so, gun yeah yeah and it's it's that it's like literally it, it happens that mm -hmm. fast 100 you know? and so people are just kind of like they see from the outside and they just assume or it's mm -hmm. like you know i get a lot of people who i've been uh, i've been pretty vocal about um you know mandatory vaccinations and stuff like that aren't tested and i posted a video yesterday of a woman in england who was complaining that in England, the they the kid came home. The kid came home, and they were giving the kids yeah. vaccines without par parental consent. Uh, and you know, and I got all these parents, uh, you know, these moms who are like, "Oh, I would kill someone if that's." I'm like, li uh, "I'm like, you would you though?" I, you yeah. would, I'm like, you, "Listen, like, you don't." I, I'm like, 
What a lot of people Margaret, mean by I'm that pretty is this. Sure. Yeah, I yeah, would I, just. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you would just give them a piece of your mind. Right, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's like they, everyone always throws themselves. They project themselves into situations, whether it's good or bad. And yeah. and and I would do this, and I'm like, you don't know what you would do you no until that yeah. happens. Yeah. I can only talk about what I know that I that I've experienced and how I've reacted and responded yeah. in those situations and it's a very interesting thing that the internet age has sort of evaporated that that part of critical thinking and observation of like okay what would I do in this situation we just you just go to responding there's yeah. just this kind of twitter shortcut. comment shortcut like the first immediate response is is oh, that's my stance without yeah. actually any contemplation uh, or any critical thinking, you know. Before we get off what yeah. you, the things about what you said about you post this stuff to kind of microdose trauma, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm curious, where do you think the balance is between being completely naive to this? and like, Because, like, you know, I sent one of those to my fiancé. I sent one to people where it's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> they go like, oh, my God. And it's like, yeah, oh, my yeah, God, oh this my could <laughs> happen. Now, that doesn't mean leave the house like a goddamn Navy SEAL every right, day right. and be on a lookout. But yeah. so I guess what's the how do you find the balance <laughs> I just, between? I just mm. imagine your girlfriend coming out of the house like, <laughs> bro, you should see. Dude, ready ready to get I down. put her That's through scenarios. Up. I put her through I know, really like, scenarios. Yeah, yeah. I make her. A good man does. Because it's like. Yeah. You know, I, and I'm like, I'm not trying to scare you, but I, I need you to be realistic of yeah. when you're alone and you go to the supermarket by yourself right. or grocery store, whatever they call it here. But <laughs> uh, like, it, here's the reality is like, go to the beach, have fun, yeah. enjoy the day. It's life. Enjoy life. But also be aware, be mm -hmm. a little bit more aware of your surroundings. You know, yeah. if you notice dog shit on the <clears throat> ground, notice the guy that's standing down the street that looks a little out of place. Yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah. where do you think the balance is or or. So, do you think that that helps? What you're doing is helping someone realize, oh shit, this could happen, yeah. and maybe I should take some steps towards uh, doing something. Yeah, I think we all have the tools inside of, of inside of us naturally and organically. I think yeah. based on it, like experiential learning from our environment, the tools that are relevant uh, get used and implemented more often, and the tools that are irrelevant kind of get just like dumbed down. So, like if you live, you know. Uh, your whole life in Orange County, California, nothing ever happens, you know, and you just don't really find it as a relevant skill to have situational awareness and think of yourself as being hunted, you know, um, which, you know, you you are for a number of different reasons just for being in that zip code, depending on who you are. Right. But um, <clears throat> so what I try to do is give that little micro trauma a glimpse into real reality like this isn't a movie. There's a realistic outcome that happened. This person was victimized and this is how horrible reality can get in a second so that that person can now start to like write a, write that software that's like this could actually happen. And hopefully when they're sitting in their car on their little cell phone in a parking garage by themselves, they'll think back to that one video and they'll be like their hair will stand up and be like, you know what, maybe I should just move because I know as a big brother and a father mm -hmm. and a husband, I can tell people like, hey, you know what, you really need to pay attention more. You really need to look around more. But when they see it and they experience it and they're like, yo, that video you sent last yesterday was ridiculous. You know what I mean? How I, often do you get, yeah, but that's Harlem. That'll never happen here. Eh, well, eh, not, you know, I don't get that very often. 
Um, I think that's I an think, older way. I think that might be a more old school way of viewing it because yeah. we've seen how because it's like every I, yeah, I've been posting them from like all yeah. kinds yeah, of and, yeah. and, and that's like, what I and appreciate. And is that, that not kind just, of criminality is not is no longer in a, in a just, ghetto jurisdiction. It's not just concentrated, like they, and it's not just yeah. coming from black. It's not just coming from yeah. white. It's yeah. not just coming from well. Hispanic. It's, it's, it's always been that way. It's just the way that the right, media right. the media used to portray African Americans as like we're all criminals and we're all stealing and now we're all victims. Like sick, uh, super yeah. predators. We're that was super, yeah, really first we're super predators. Right now. now we're an endangered species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yo, can can niggas just talk can we just ourselves? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we just guys just have my own <laughs> stuff? Like, guys be Byron? Is that is, is that okay with everybody? Yeah. But it's crazy. Like, I I was you know because I'm I'm really up on the trafficking stuff and yeah. and okay. you know I post a lot of you know fifty percent of my audience are female and I post I posted several videos of um of people who are doing like what you're doing, mm. talking about the zip ties on cars. Like a lot mm. of people, for, for anyone who doesn't know this, like if you're, a, if you're a woman and you're alone and you come back to your car at the grocery store or the mall or any, and there's a zip tie on your door, get the fuck out of Mera. there. Get, get the fuck out of there. Because what happens is this, the, the abductors, they scout in the parking lot single women and they put the zip ties on the cars of the women who are alone and look vulnerable. And then another person in a van will come around, so they'll just come around and they'll snatch you Start up, and that's how they get you. Yeah, and you're, you're first, and you're fucking, gone. You'll be on the first thing smoking a fucking yeah. Kazakhstan. And, but back Kazakhstan to <laughs> is that a real place? <laughs> yeah, Mexico. is that where you're from? No, no, no. It's not. That's where Borat's. Yeah, oh, Kazakhstan. Yeah, with a little squiggly in there. Yeah. Herm, yeah. Yeah. You know, like right? I'm a fucking geography major. My bad. <laughs> you know, no, well, <laughs> on that like, on that same thing you were saying. Were you stationed there? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> on that same thing you were saying, man. Uh, the awareness, I think, it shouldn't be a paranoia. It shouldn't be a. It shouldn't be impairing to your life, but mm. you should understand it in the way that it can help you live a safer and more higher quality life. So when I, especially when I first got back from my deployment and I was a little bit like dialed up and would deal mm. a little bit more with hypervigilance, right? Oh, yeah. You go into a place and, you know, my lady just knew, like, give him about yeah. four <laughs> four minutes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's going to sit here. Let I'm going to sit here. A little yeah, yeah, and, and, I'm, and especially doing executive protection now, I got to make it look good. I got to make sure no one else is detecting the fact that I'm taking in a lot of information. But the principle is, once I have a plan, I feel more secure. Right. And when I know I'm using shortcuts to protect myself, I feel better and stronger and more secure. So it's really just supposed to spark you to think, okay, cool. These are things that are dangerous. I don't do these things. I sit this way. I move this way. I'm aware of somebody if they're getting tactical positioning on me. You know, and well, I think you with find the, mo the, the more awareness you. and the more yeah. training you have, the less fear there is That's behind it, a exactly. situation happening because I'm prepared for this. Right. And the common misconception is, you just live in fear all the time because yeah. you're always being like, proactive. Like, that's the black like, and nah, white. You bro, either like, live in fear all the time or you're outside looking like a fucking, you know, uh, you're in SWAT with all the yeah. shit and everything. It's like, those are two you don't, super you don't drastic understand the space. The, yeah. The <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, pre like, preparation is the, is the equivalent of speaking softly and carrying a big stick. Yeah. Right? It's like, 100%. it's like, okay. Yeah. You know, I'm like, all right. All right. Cool. Well, it's like, like you just you have that confidence, yeah. You know, because you're like, if shit goes down, you're prepared, right? Right, and and that's okay. It's gonna be somebody else's mistake if they roll up on you. They they're you gonna make to. a bad decision, and you're right. like, it's not really, you know. And and then you just kind of roll. And that's the dude you got to watch out for, bro. The dude to just the difference between strength and power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the difference mm -hmm. between 
force in power. You know, force needs to push against something. It's got something that it needs to work with. You're like trying when it's force. When it's power, you're grounded in yourself. You're like a closed loop. And it's well, like, I know something. Let me ask you guys both this. Is that, because I feel like when chaos arises or a chaotic situation, whether it's somebody's dead, something's going on, mm. it's almost like, I get calmer and things slow down and I'm able you know, to assess the situation. But do right. you think that you need to have had experienced some level of trauma for you to gain that insight? Man, that's a great question. I, I have the same res- I have the same exact response. I know that I in the Marine Corps was taught that, you know, it was like, yo, calm down, make decisions, right. you know, boom, 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 boom. But I wouldn't say that's the first place I got it. You know what I'm saying? Like I think it's just, I know my parents have that mindset too. You know, when I was growing up with one of them at, the, at a time, both of them are kind of like that. I don't know. I mean, I got, I, 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 I think you can be born with it and I think you can learn it. What do you, th- I mean, you don't have military training, but you're very much no, that way. So I mean, my situation, my situational awareness comes from, you know, I didn't, I didn't, right. yeah. And like traumatic experience. Yeah, trauma, no? I didn't, trauma was good, man. I wasn't in it's a healthy. combat zone, but. <laughs> You know, you have to understand. But in like, a way, you I, are. Well, you I know? grew up like the first time I got stabbed, I was 14 years old. The first time I got robbed at gunpoint, I was 15 years old. I, yeah. When yeah. I was 19, I was jumped by a gang, ran over with a car, held down at gunpoint, had my legs almost broken with baseball bats. Yeah. I've seen people murdered. Like, so these are the things that, like, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that it's not like teaching. It's not the same as as militarized instructions and preparation as it's a desensitization and the post-traumatic stress that comes as a result of it when when the dial gets turned up and it gets real nuts i get that weird like i can't even hear it's like Mm, a high frequency it's like Mm. and i'm just like i go into like in a and like a a very hyper focused state of whatever is next yeah, but it's just like whatever is next. But I think that's what people confuse with. I wasn't in a combat zone, whereas me, I was in a combat zone when I was six, different from the military. But mm. coming home to survive my old man daily yeah. was a fucking task. Your brain's reacting when, the same way to that trash. Yeah, as it when is you're to other so stuff now fast forward to. that into this, and yeah. then the military, then prison, then yeah. all these things yeah. where it's like, but I'm I'm curious to know how just the average person who's you know, I feel like everybody has some level of trauma, but the average person who's just 35 right now yeah. never really had guns, never really had an issue mm. because, you know what, due to the state of what's going on right now, I want to learn some of this situational awareness and everything. Right. Do we have an edge on them because right. of what we've been through, or do they stand to be as dialed in as, as we would be? No, 100% we have an edge. It's like water. <laughs> that you're, it's like you're used to getting in this water. You know what I mean? Like you're inoculated to the stress. You're inoculated to trauma. One of the things I tell Young men, I'm like, go to an MMA, go get punched in the face. Like, yes, go to Toastmasters and get. Yeah, that's the people. craziest. Like, definitely you get punched in the face. Need trauma, well, homie. So, like, some of watching some of the like watching some of the riot stuff and like yeah. people are going crazy, yeah. and then as soon as something happens, actually happens, they <laughs> scream. They have yeah, like high yeah. pitch men screaming like. Ah! Like, like you're like, all women and children, like, all of you. What, you know what? You know what? what, you know what is yeah. that? I'm like, what? You know what it reminds me of? I you're get, not going I to get, Valhalla, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got a 10 week old puppy right now in a four year old pit, and the 10 week old puppy and nah, 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 biting at him, and the pit takes it and takes it and takes yeah. it, and finally he goes nah, and throws him, and the dog goes eh, and makes the loudest screeching noise, and I yeah. go, hey man, nah, that ain't how it works. You've been chewing on his face for the past 10 minutes. Yeah. Now that he reacted, now you want to let this high pit go? You're fine. Yeah, yeah. Now you want to play that game? These are the results, man. But I think for sure uh, that stress inoculation 
through experiential information and evidence and, you know, you've seen that situational awareness and these more combative skills are important, it's been validated through your reality. And that's the, um, the strongest way to learn something deeply is when it's validated yeah. through your reality. Now, what's your advice to somebody right now going, you know what, I want to, where do I start in the way of I want to start to learn how to protect myself? Where, yeah. where does somebody start with that? So a lot of people think it has everything to do with hard skills. It has so much more to do with soft skills. So the way you see the world, you know, being able to see through the matrix of your reality and be like, this is danger, avoiding that stuff, understanding how to behavioral profile people, knowing like who's actually dangerous and who you think looks like a gangster because it's some avatar in your head. Or, you know what I mean? Like really being able to um, understand these things and how to move and all that. So what I've done, you know, not to my own horn or anything like that, but what I did was I put together the Protector Symposium, which is all about soft skills mindset it's all about learning from guys who are at the top of the game who've ex had experience with cartels who teach fbi you know behavioral profiling all that type of stuff and so what i would tell them i would tell them hey start learning the soft skills get check out the protector symposium or protector nation learn from people who have done it that are trying to strengthen the most important muscle in your body or your brain and then i would say start looking at hard skills and they're is a lot to say for the intelligence that comes from getting slammed and getting hammered and get into some physical discipline because i believe physical martial art or discipline because i do believe that a lot of the development that's going to have to come out of you and confidence just to be able to navigate a dangerous situation comes from the physical confidence that you get from knowing that you're not going to die when you get punched in the face from having someone slam you breathe on you sweat on you rough you up Ew, yucky. yeah you know what i mean like um, boy, i also girl, don't want to gl glance you over know? the fact that you are a double uh a double uh psychology major with a master's in forensic psychology uh master's in counseling psychology minor in, in forensic ah, psychology fuck. nonetheless yeah. i mean that's I do you my know best, that's <laughs> i think that i think uh, you know there's so many different things of get punched in the face yeah uh let somebody sweat get dirty get maybe slammed, maybe man. be a waitress or a waiter for a month yeah you know yeah, yeah. um <laughs> you know <laughs> most of the people in hollywood that's the, they've had that job and yeah. uh learn some level of cognitive behavioral therapy Whoa. some kind of you know psychology like to learn people's behaviors because like when my girl or someone goes like how did you know yeah. that this person i'm like I, I just how do you not read uh, to me that, it seems like you're how seeing through the matrix she's seeing ones and zeros yeah, right I, I we're see gonna that see all it. the yeah. time yeah that, it's like some I, i've always had that you like know? if you get that yeah, feeling, yeah. it's game time right? yeah, yeah. sums up like sums i don't up. never not Doesn't listen lie. to that feeling one of the things that yosef one of the guys that is one of our instructors on that platform he's like one of the biggest mistakes civilians make is they assign um, an intent. So they see something weird and they're like, oh, that's weird. Then they're like, oh, he's probably just taking out the garbage. And they have like a protection, uh, inner psychic protection reflex mm -hmm. that has to keep them in their little homeostasis of like, life is good. Safety, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then the, that's the when they get hit safety. in the back of the head with it. Yeah, with an aluminum pipe and chaos shows up and it's like, what's up? You know? So. I mean, I've know. always, I have a little sister, too, and having yeah. sisters, you're like, I, my radar for predatory men is so acute. Sensitive, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like, and it's like, you know, it's, I've been Salmon in every relationship. and flip-flops. Yeah. In every, in every relationship I've been in, when I'm, like, getting introduced to new people, I'm like, 
Mm, I'm like, all right. Yep. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that's the date rape guy. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. there, there's so many of them. Just right. smell, he just yeah. smells. Yeah. Well, you like can G- feel it. It's he just... smells like GHB. Yeah. <laughs> there's like the friend right. zone date rape guy, and then there's like the saboteur, <laughs> the psychological saboteur guy, and the, and you're just like, dude, like, and then they all, and, like, and it's and with women too. There's always I've had guys who are like, I meet their girlfriend. I'm like, no. No. Nope. It's I'm big like, with wait, the gr- wait for it. And yeah, I have, exactly. I've had those girlfriends and nobody tells me. <laughs> <laughs> because all the other guys are hunters too and they can smell yeah. it. All of us yeah. can smell yeah. it. It's like, okay. I'm going to be thinking to myself, what's he doing with this fucking hyena <laughs> right now? Doesn't he know hyenas bite? <laughs> you know? <laughs> they always look good on the outside. Oh, man. <laughs> so yeah, I want to know awesome. tell me about your near death experience at 19. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm sitting in Iraq, and we are we're heading down the road. How old are you when you deployed? Uh, yeah, nineteen. Wow. I turned eighteen in boot camp in Marine Corps boot camp. And you, you so you deployed to uh, Iraq. Uh, what year? Uh, El Ambar Province. Let's see. It had to have been 2019. I mean, I got. I mean, I'm sorry, nine because I got it in eight. I was gonna say right? 2000. Yeah, I got TBIs and stuff, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. boom. Uh, so, yeah, man. So, boom. Turned, uh, turned 18. Did the boot camp thing. I'm sitting here on a on a, a, a convoy, and um, infantry. I, just, I might add infantry. Oh, cool. 351, 31, Lima Company Weapons Platoon, right? Uh, and I'm sitting here and my doc's like, hey, man, you might want to sit back. Something might happen today. I got a, you know, funny feeling. The funny feeling thing is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm it like, ain't that funny either. It, yeah, you just you just know something's wrong, you know. And it was like that before we got into, you know, combative situations, before we had to fight, you would just get this feeling. You turn down the street. There's no one there. And you're like, eh. You know, like it's about Why to is it just weird. a teddy bear in the street? Yeah, this yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you see a car and you're like. That's mm. that car, that car. Yeah. And then all There's of a sudden no they turn and start it. driving mm. at you, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just kind of were a little shook up. I'm like, I came up with some song that I, I'm like singing some song. And, um, you know, my buddy, my buddy uh, Foster, who had been in a number of IEDs. Uh, and, I, you know, I was in a handful of IEDs. But this one rocked me, man. My buddy Foster comes over the radio and he's like, "Hey, Silverback, which is my call sign." You know what I'm saying? In the military, there's no such thing yeah. as racism's racism. welcome. We make fun of everybody. Everybody right. gets right. some, yeah. right? So yeah, like, you were all equally yeah. worthless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know. So he's like, "Silverback, uh, I got a bad feeling. I need to stop." Second, he stopped. I'm like, "Roger that, dude. Do what you gotta do." He rolls to a stop, and I'm all of a sudden in this like kind of really chill environment. Like it was just kind of like a black room. I had no idea where I was at. And I was like really at peace and really chill. And I was just like kind of just my same jovial self. And then I uh, started to kind of be like, hey, um, where am I? And then I started to look around and I was like, this is weird. And I remember knowing that I could command my thoughts. And I was like, what was I thinking? Like, what was the last thing I was thinking? I, was, I just remember asking that question. And I saw like one of those green cursors on a, uh, you know, those old like MS-DOS, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. blink, blink, blink. Like the Apple IIe. Yeah, man. It was just like blink, blink, blink. Why is this water cooler trying to come up my, you know, my butt? And I'm sitting here like, what does that mean? And I was like, what? Why would I be asking that question? And then I remembered. Shit. Yeah. And then I remembered like, oh, I was sitting on a water cooler in the back of the seven ton. And then I was like, oh. I was in Iraq and uh, I was on a I was on a, I was on a I was on a mission in Iraq and then 
all of a sudden, I, like the deepest sorrow I've ever experienced in my entire life. The sorrow so deep, it still fuels me to do half the stuff I do because I ain't going to feel this way the next time I'm dying. And I was like, boom, and it just hit me in the stomach. And I just remember being like, oh, my gosh, like I died. I'm a pile of guts on the floor in Iraq. So 60 some odd pounds of explosives had just gone off underneath me, directly underneath me. Like So my main man was rolling to a stop and put a drum of uh, homemade explosives directly underneath me. And uh, I just remember feeling that deepest sorrow I've ever felt. And I started to see family members and I started feeling like I was seeing them where they were and what they were doing. I don't know if I was or wasn't. I just remember being like apologizing. Like, you know, so when I was getting in the Marine Corps, my dad dangled me off the balcony of a hotel when he came to see me graduate from high school. And he was just like, yo, I, he just pauses and he's like, why are you, why are you not scared? And I was like, well, because you're either going to drop me off the balcony or I'm going to the Marine Corps. <laughs> and he was like, don't die. So, and that was and the last thing he told me was like, don't die. What were your injuries from that? Uh, I had a concussion. I was out for a while and uh, fractured elbow and Lucky. I made it out, man. I made it out by the grace of God, you know, um, basically ended up you know i saw my buddy next to me looking at my body i couldn't look at my body but i was looking at my buddy and i knew i was underneath the truck and you know i basically ended up praying and by the grace of god came back got another chance and then that's kind of that phoenix moment for me because it's like yo you know and it was like some touch by an angel it got <laughs> it got crazier but for me it was like that phoenix moment of being like i am you know i'm 19 and i'm like i haven't even gone ham yet like my life my life, I haven't even been deliberate yet. And I was like, I, I will never feel this sorrow again. So I live my life every single day to where if I have to die over something I believe in or whatever it is, I'm fine with it. And so that's kind of my wake up in the morning, Same. go to bed. Like, yo, I could die today. And I went I went ham. So, you know, whoever judges me, I'm just going to look them in the eyes and be like, Father, I did the best I could. That's an interesting thing. Like, because I'm, I'm a, a near-death experienced person too Heck yeah. and, and so is Zoltan I yeah. don't know if you know that really I, I didn't know told that you the story yeah most but th there's there is a, there is a heightened acuity and a heightened awareness and a purpose when you come on the when you come back from being on the other side yeah it's like it sounds like there is this common thread with everyone I talk to who has been pronounced dead and been brought back interesting yeah and I didn't go to a, I didn't go to a dark place I went yeah. to a light place interesting and there were and there were people there there yeah. were entities there wow. that I've known for thousands of years. I had like a, a whole realization that we're like reincarnated, and yeah. and that was my experience. And then I've re yeah. and I, I never knew anything about NDEs. And then uh -huh. I started to look it up. And then, you know, there's a debate on, you know, whether that is a manifestation of, of your... you know of the pineal gland and your and DMT being yeah. released to to give you a peaceful transition out of this life, or if there is a a uh, multi-dimensional reality, reality yeah. that we that part of us exists in a fifth dimensional you know or four-dimensional reality right you know and so uh it's just been my i have like i actually was on the phone with my attorney yesterday and we've uh -huh. become really good friends over the past 10 years and he's my my business attorney and i was explaining him this story so it's like it's very strange that you're telling this story and mm. And he's like, I don't understand, like, why it has to be this way. And I'm like, dude, it's life or death. I'm like, this is life is a limited time offer. Right. And like, we get so wrapped up in feelings. Yeah. Right. Feelings are not facts that we learn in recovery. And yeah. most people in the outside world don't understand. Like, yeah, sure. Having your feelings validated is great. 
but it's not uh it's it's not do or die it's not right. as important as people place emphasis on mm. when it comes to when i die right the next time i die whenever that is like i came back because i wasn't done i had that like i could control my thoughts and i was like oh shit i'm not done and yeah. then i fell oh really yeah i fell back right back like fell into back your into your body or? yeah it was crazy yeah. and I, I was in the hospital and so you know I, I tell people who when I talk about this stuff, it's like, dude, it, like life is a limited time offer and life is an occasion. And every yeah. moment that we are, when we wake up every day, we have an opportunity to rise to that occasion. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to say is you made yeah. a post the other day about what makes you special. Why do you yeah. think you deserve a fourth place trophy, which is this, you know, running joke that I use all the time. <laughs> like, okay, everyone gets a fourth place. Because really, like you said, you're yeah. one of how many sperms that made it. Yeah. Uh, we're on a rock. We hit so many this, lotteries this, getting right, here. Just like so we, many yeah, lotteries. Yeah, open your eyes. <laughs> is a lottery. But okay, right. cool. We've established that. What are you doing? Now what? Now what are you gonna do to be special today? Mm -hmm. You gonna sit home and eat ice cream and play on the fucking computer all day? Right, right, or are you gonna right. take life and like, you know? And I, the reason I identify with that for so much is because I stayed in such a darkness. Hmm. Tommy knows that darkness of addiction and hmm. anger and resentment and hatred and just in such a dark corner of this world for hmm. so long that now that I'm out of it, like I just go like. I hate to be like, man, I wish I had known this sooner because it was my path. My path meant for me that I had to go through these struggles for as long as I did. But mm. now being able to come on the other side of it is like every day is such an opportunity. It's such a beautiful thing. I get to take chances with excellent opportunities with great human beings. Yeah. And maybe I'll be good. Maybe I'll be shit. Maybe yeah. somebody doesn't like it. Maybe somebody does. But all I know is moving forward, um, I'm curious to know, like I know Tommy and I get tons of messages <laughs> about Thank you for what you do, and thank you for your message, and you really helped me with this. And uh, I'm assuming that a lot of people probably reach out to you too, mm -hmm. as far as you know. Thank you for putting this out there. Thank yeah. you for your honesty. Thank you. I feel like when guys like us talk about feelings right. and love and compassion and this stuff, and that it's okay. And guess what? Still know how to shoot a gun. Yeah. Still know I'm how still to a fight. Man. Still, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> we, we, and I'm even more of a man because I think actual masculinity yo you got to be able to be vulnerable like there's a few things you you guys hit on it's like there is a perspective that comes th from trauma that's ultra valuable and especially the near-death thing i wish i could communicate that to people mm. like i wish i could be like yo you're gonna die in like 10 i don't minutes. like being left like out. time's One gonna you be guys kill me you know i mean <laughs> no i'm not right and then you know the other things <laughs> that you guys were hitting on man like the well i guess for the masculinity thing man ma in my opinion vulnerability is like that's strength you know so mm -hmm. it's like dude if i can just sit here and suck at shooting in front of you guys until i get good at it or if i can sit here and just be like yo this is what i struggle with or hey you know what you said really actually upset me and this is why you know what i mean like that's actually like that's the real strength and i think that resonates with people so much more than like, oh, look at me, I'm perfect. I did all my makeup before I got on my yeah. Instagram today. Yeah, and I think so, it gives you power both ways. Like if I does. go shoot and I'm shitty, yeah. and Tommy's there and he's great, and he's yeah. like, you suck, right? That makes me go like, fuck, man. And if I get through that without a reaction, that's giving me power. Now right. I also got my buddies that are like, hey, man, glad you came out. Good thing you mm -hmm. worked through it. Here's yeah. another man encouraging me. Right. right. Both sides are giving me power instead of just focusing on the one and shutting it down right. and then worrying about should I post it, should I this? Like, And I think it's a perspective issue. I think people get a little short-sighted. It's like, my results aren't me. Like, 
this is my like kind of godship, you know what I mean, yeah. experience. So like people maybe get I suck attached today. to yeah, like it's that like, one outcome. Like yeah, it's, like it defines. I see them, this happen you know with, with musicians. <laughs> yeah. They're like attached to their songs or their yeah. band or their this or actors. Yeah. Like you're like your so like your social status is not who you are. No, it's absolutely nothing. And that's one of the reasons why I'm the most difficult person to be wrangled and controlled. Yeah, because there is a wrangling and controlling going on within the industry of, mm. of all entertainment industries because there's a script. And yeah. it's just like I'm like you could just you take it all away. I don't care. No, and like, that's I'm, the I'm, guy, I'm, man. I'm fine. That's the dangerous guy. That's who I. That's who yeah. I like. The one of the things that kills me when I hear it when uh, someone's popping shots at me on on like social media and they're like, "You're just trying to please, you know, these people or this demographic or da da." And I'm like, "Homie, that's a, that's you a deflection. don't know." Yeah, they're but projecting. Only only, like, only if you a only fake me, person yeah. could conceive of that as being a possible way of living. Yeah. I, because it's not living. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I, I, like, I'm one of those people. I'm just like, it is what it is. Yeah, like, and, and that's I, that's it. It's just the truth is absolution. Yeah, and it's not like my truth. No, or like homie. your truth. Yeah. It's just like third party perspective. I'm right. like, hey, is this a table? You're like, no, it's a cow. I'm like, hey, what is this? You're like, yeah. table. I'm like, table. Table done. done. That's it. Yeah. It's the truth. And I, and my feelings are irrelevant. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like I'm seeking the truth. And if I'm wrong, I'll sit here and be like, yo, you know what? I think I, I my bad. Looks like you guys are right, and I'm good with it. Yeah, you know I mean, like, and that. Well, let's. I think I have a question for both of you guys. Send it. Okay, this is my question: Toxic masculinity. Is it? Is it a real? Is it real? <laughs> is it? Is it third wave feminist propaganda? Right. Is it what? It what? And then, and if it is propaganda, what does the purpose serve of attempting to uh, emasculate a nation? What is the who stand like? Is it real? And if if it is if it is propaganda, what is its purpose? Yeah, go. Uh, you want to jump into it? You want me to? Jump? Uh, okay. So, in my I opinion, know. I think I go through this every day, so I'm I'm prepared. So yeah, go <laughs> good to go. So, hey, I think it is real. There mm -hmm. is a such thing as a toxic version of everything, mm -hmm. right? Um, however, I think that though that reality is being leveraged in order to um kind of um kind of not dumb down but to be destructive to what i believe is healthy masculinity i think some of it's very uh deliberate and i think no there's a lot of it that's deliberate and then there's a fallout so case in point i'm going through my master's degree i'm sitting there and we have a course on toxic masculinity mm -hmm. right now uh I'm kind of old school in my relationship and the way I run things. So, like, you know, I'd be bringing these big, like, illustrious dinners to to my night courses. And everyone's like, who makes those dinners? And I'm like, my wife makes these yeah. dinners. You know what I'm saying? And she loves it. And she's right. happy. And I right. take care of her. And this right. was the arrangement. And she's right. good with that. We yeah, and they're all like, right, yeah. And, they, and, they, and after a while, I, like, end up winning the whole class over because they're like, man, like, this is awesome that you have. The, and, and, and they, you know, people, long story short, I'm sitting here. We have a course, a class on toxic masculinity. I raise my hand and I'm like, you know what? What you're talking about and how masculinity is toxic. So I was like, everything you're talking about is negative. What I find to be troubling is that you're the line between toxic masculinity and masculinity in general is too diffuse right now in this mm -hmm. classroom. And so I believe that it's causing people not to be able to distinguish between what's actually toxic and what's actually healthy. Well, and what it, well so for our listeners who may yeah. be interested, what you know, in how do you define toxic masculinity? 
Um, I think toxic masculinity kicks off once the ego is out of balance inside of a male, mm. and which definitely means insecurity is really one of the main drivers of that personality. Um, and healthy masculinity has to do with the ego being healthy because you need that. <laughs> Otherwise, you ain't going to be a man. You're going to get ran over. Mm. You're going to run around saying things to me like, happy wife, happy life. And you're just going to end up... You don't like, say that to your friends. You say that to your chick. Yeah, or you say always. it to people in front of her. Yeah, Everybody needs an ego. It's just how do you deflate it? How do you keep it healthy? Just deflate it. Well, you don't want to have no size. ego at all. You just keep it deflated. Yeah. Don't have it way up here. Right. The thing with that I think uh, with ma uh, toxic masculinity comes from negative core beliefs. Right. Yeah. So mm. if I'm young and I believe that if you play tennis or soccer, you're a faggot or a mm. pussy. Mm. OK, mm -hmm. I guess I'm not doing that. Mm. If you are in the math class and like computers and you have you know, you're a nerd. Don't yeah. do that. Don't join the band. Don't mm. do any of these things. So I am being taught that the only way that I am a man is if I play hockey, spit on the ground, say fuck a lot, <laughs> uh, punch people in the face. Right. Uh, don't go to school, smoke weed, smoke cigarettes. Be all caveman. These yeah, all these things that I am taught are negative behaviors. Right. So I had to learn, how do I learn more healthy behaviors? I And I, I'll be honest with you, I was mortified yeah. that if I started crying and got vulnerable when I got sober, mm -hmm. I was going to lose my edge. Right. People were going to pick on me, right? Because here's my fear of my childhood trauma, well, that I'm, we, I'm insecure yeah. and yeah. I'm less than. Because if I start crying now or tell people that I want to go play tennis on the weekend, what are they going to think I'm a rich kid or yeah. That I'm a pussy. Cool. I gotta be. Wait, do you actually play tennis? No, I don't. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm terrible at tennis. I mean, like I we were cool. We were having yeah. a good conversation. Now and this guy plays tennis. I'm like, yo, we gotta I, get out of yeah, here, bro. Yeah, yeah. I really think no. that a lot of guys, especially military, law enforcement, you know, where it's these like super alpha, if you will, job titles, MMA, whatever it is, where it's perceived as this warrior, that if you start to get vulnerable and deal with things and process and cry and and have emotions that it, you're gonna lose your edge people are gonna think less of you and that you're not you're just gonna need well, personal security for the rest of your life and it's not true yeah no I, it isn't true and that's 100 percent valid but still get personal other, security <laughs> you know but the other thing i think that i find a lot more guys and i'm like ah He's not healthy is when they're finding, they're allowing external forces. They have an external locus of control. They're allowing external forces to define their masculinity. And I think that's what you said stuff. about the propaganda. Yeah, like where we say like, uh, some yeah. woman is not going to tell, tell me, me what it means to be a man. Because I'm I've, the same way. My girl, yeah. if she doesn't make me dinner, gets pissed yeah. that I didn't ask. why. What do you mean you went out to eat with Tommy and Byron? <laughs> I, I'm going to make you dinner. <laughs> and I'm right? like, babe, yeah, like, you don't have to make dinner. It's cool. And she's like, no, no, no. You're not understanding. Yeah, yeah. I want to do this. It's therapeutic for me. I want to cook for my man. Thing, yeah. What am I going to do? Go, babe, it's not 1930 let's both do it together i go fucking a make me no some food. and and as a man and then i say thank you yeah well i think couples have to individually what define works. what works for them yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know it's like 100 i know couples where the guy's taking the girl's last name that's never gonna be my never story gonna be, but hey but if you're happy if it cool, works man. for you you do no, it is it like is there a form of of uh of like toxic masculinity that's like the inversion like soy boy masculinity like because you know, I've watched this on the Joe Rogan podcast. So well, yeah, there are there are these there are these guys who are like I said, how I'm hypersensitive to male predators. Yeah, it's a new version uh -huh. of of male predators who basically they don't have a chance in the in the in the jungle to compete with apex, to procreate dude. with apex females. Yeah, so what they do is they psychologically 
move in by assimilating to what women's these like hyper feminist belief systems mm -hmm. and that's how they earn the right to continue yeah. to procreate and it's it's like the friend zone it, 2020 like it's like yeah, a, a, an evolved hyper evolved aggressive <laughs> species of friend zone yeah, it's, it's like, like, those, they're like so those, bizarre they're like those aggravating monkeys in the trees yeah. where all the you know lines and everything on the bottom and they come down and fucking whack you in the head and, and then they jump they, back up geez, in the tree man, and you're like that's oh. a really interesting like little ad social adaptation that we're seeing for sure but yeah what what I, one of the things I was gonna say too is like, in order to be a man, like you're like a, you're like a, a stake in the ground that a tribe or something needs to be able to like, build itself off of. Like you got to be able to look other people, other men, your girl, in the face and be like, no, and this is why, you know, because mm -hmm. and the way I work anyway is this is all my responsibility. Like. Mm -hmm. I become stronger so I can take more responsibility and yeah, serve yeah. and contribute on higher levels, you know? And so Is I'm a warrior. Is that a lost art? Dude, man. It's like the art yeah, and the lost art. Yeah. It's like the secret to like happy, have, awesome life. And it's like people are running I, from I, it. I you know? know that I like, and my successes yeah. are not validated unless I am successful in the service of those who are surrounding me immediately. Right. Like I'm someone who... I am a workaholic. I hustle. I do. I'm like this, 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 this. But mm. it's not for me. I'm not keeping it. I'm right, like right. I have to make sure that you know my any, my band members would tell you like I'm an asshole, but I yeah. make sure that the paychecks come in. Right. And no matter what, my mom, the bills are paid. Yeah. You know, and that and and all my all anyone who's ever dated me, yeah. if you're with me, you're, you're taken care of. You're good. Yeah, yeah. I think and I just think like anything else though with ranks or whatever like yeah. we've talked about before but what does it mean to be a man well whatever it means to you but right. i hang around mainly alpha male warrior type yeah. if you will uh but that what i appreciate is someone that goes dude i've never been in a fight in my life that's why i hang out with and guys they're like chill you. and they're like cool i'm just it. here to like you know play the piano and do whatever i want to do and they're fully secure in who they are yeah and if something were to go down they're not going to be the ones that go you know what let me run shit and make decisions they go right. Hey man, I, I got your you're, back. You're like, the one that makes this? those decisions. <laughs> tell me where you need me, yeah. right? So I feel like there's you know a hierarchy that's or whatever you your call tribe, it, but, but right. It, but it's also like I think that's it's that when, I don't want to when the somebody that has never experienced anything and just all of a sudden feels like you I know what now's my time. Yeah. It's like hey man, nah. But that's that ego thing I was talking about. So it's like it's like you you got a guy who's got nothing, done nothing, but he's like he loves like purple and balloons, and he's like yo, I love my balloons, and he's like totally cool with it. It's like. Yo, that's that's mad. That's legit. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna mess with you. You know what I mean? And now, if he like loves balloons and he's like trying to hide it all the time, and then he's trying to act masculine around you, you're like, yo, this is. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't. It's matter. inaccurate. I mean, it doesn't matter what he likes, yeah, it but it's the way like, and it's how, you being know, like confident listen, in yourself. Dude, some of some of like, dude, I'm some you know, and and to go back to like you know, I think that uh, society has done a, a great job of yeah. deconstructing homophobia as uh, as not being as homosexuals as not being masculine dude i know yeah i know I some dudes so hard gay dudes they yeah. go, oh, fuck. <laughs> they'll beat yeah. up the whole room and yeah. you're like yo yo just be cool yo, chill, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just be cool last time yo, you got beat up by a guy mean, with heels on but yo, you better stop right uh, i didn't yeah. mean to come across, i didn't mean i didn't mean it that way i meant like no matter what you like and no matter what you how you are if you're comfortable with yourself if you have a healthy enough ego mm -hmm. to just be comfortable with yourself and you're grounded i believe that's a, that's going to be the guy who's healthy masculine and i think that's i think you that's what have, we struggle you, you, as as humans be, period is oh, yeah, that being and that's comfortable why it's a, with me but it's also like you can be 
like you can and you can you, know, be you can be a spectrum. nerd and yeah. then turn into Mark Zuckerberg and then you know who yeah. it doesn't matter you know what I mean it's not mm. to me you know masculinity is not solely based on physical prowess we no. are mm. in the within the jungle yeah. genetically we are predisposed to being a certain way yeah. we and we live in a society where everyone has their place and it doesn't yeah. make you not a Less man right. because you you don't have that and so right. a lot of people psychologically they they compensate for the physicality and it's but, about doing it in a healthy way right and when everyone is doing things to move society and their families and their in immediate surroundings way. in a forward progressive manner where people are okay and there's you know i mean even that's with, that's masculinity even with that's, yeah, what that's, and that's what i'm saying i'm like yo know you know what you're good at be good yeah. at it get confident in yourself because you're good enough at it and then serve your tribe and realize that the better you can provide for your tribe, that's honor for you. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like being like, yo, my even, girl drive. Even within a squad, you got yeah. a medic, a rifleman, yeah, a gunner, an mm -hmm. intel guy, a radio guy. Like, because if something happens, I mean, you're supposed to be trained on all fronts, but ultimately, hey, dude, I'm shot and I know that you know this the best. Help yeah. me. Yeah, yeah that's and why I, we have And specialists. I stand down. Yeah. yeah. So before, I, I really want to get into, we left off uh, episode 15, and we didn't really have time to get into interracial. Ooh, and ooh. I know that you are married to a white woman, <laughs> so I guess it's a two-part question. I want to know about oh, your, ex <laughs> your, your experiences <laughs> right. with racism in America, personally, okay. and your experiences with an interracial relationship. Yo, so, like I said, I got five sisters, right? So I... Uh, like, at a young age, was like, I got enough black girls in my life, right? So I, I spent most of my life just being like, yo, I For like... For anybody listening, by the way, uh, <laughs> Byron happens to be an African-American. And I actually have gotten that before. People be like, yo, I thought you were white until I saw you on YouTube. <laughs> but, and I had, I had one dude hit me up on YouTube, be like, yo, what did he... He said something like, Byron... He was like, Byron talks like a surfer, but you look like you can get down if you need to. And yeah, I was like, yeah. all right, cool, cool, cool. Anyways, so growing up, I tended to be like, yo... Uh, like I like other stuff, so I went to all kinds of different racial, biracial, all kinds of situations. Where did you grow up? I was born in the Bahamas. I grew up in Washington, so in Washington State and the Bahamas. So I would go back and forth so I can swim for all y'all. Wow. <laughs> so we're we're breaking <laughs> stereotypes today, right? A. Right. So uh, yeah, man, I grew up in the Bahamas and in Washington wow. State, bouncing back and forth from you know those coastlines and stuff. So. Um, so I kind of grew up dealing with certain things. Like I've had been not been able to take chicks to the prom because I was black. You know, girls can't introduce me to their parents type of things. You know what I mean? I've dealt with a number of different little stupid issues around it. Um, families, whole to, families not accepting me. As time went on. I mean, that's painful, no? Um, so we get back into, I define myself and nothing outside of me defines me. I spent a lot of time with like, no, like, you know, parents being taken away from me when I was little and like just kind of out there figuring things out for myself, you know? So, so you know, in the I moment made, you had to develop this like mental toughness as a young man, I developed this mental toughness and I've seen that it's made all the difference, not letting external things define me and then never letting the trauma change my name. So, you know, I'm, I have found myself in the back of cop cars multiple times because of, I was just black in the wrong spot. You know, I've not been able to rent uh, houses in certain places or buy buy things in certain places I was black and I never let some trauma change my name and cause me to become bitter or cause me to give them a reason next time I don't let them define me I don't turn into you know what it is they think I am and I'm always like nope 
I'm Byron and I use that energy to just work harder and be better and be so much better that they have nothing to say. Cause I grew up, you know, with my grandparents who were actually in the struggle telling me all the time, you know, you're going to have to be twice as smart to get half of as much credit, whether it's true or not, that's an empowering belief. So I took that. But that's, and, I, that's so, like, I have this, I have that same, yeah. have that same thing, but it's not, it, it doesn't, to me, it transcends race. I think it's a, that mentality is, of not being a victim and assuming the responsibility of twice amount of work as everyone else yep. is the way that you succeed in a, in a mm -hmm. capitalist nation. Yeah. And that's and why I was like, whether it's true or not, that's just an empowering, that, that's something yeah. everybody and should just, just take that. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you met your wife, what, eight years ago? Yeah. And yeah. you've been married for how long? Uh, we've been married for no, actually 10 years now. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and does she get uh, any hate or anything through social media, through her family, mm. anything? Do you feel uncomfortable? No, her family's awesome. We, in the beginning, you know, there was like. How did you guys meet? We actually just met at Hennessy's Tavern, man, in Dana Point. Whoop, yeah. whoop. And I just instantly, like, it was one of those weird. You know, how'd you know you're going to be with Wilbur for the rest of your life? I just knew yeah. when we met, we just yeah. knew. Like, and it you're like, and they've smile. been together for 50 years or something, right? Yeah. So, like, it was All like right. that. I just met her and I was like, oh, this is this is my lady. You know, I just knew it. And so it was like a year, a little over a year after that, I was like, click, here we are. And how um, does how does she, uh, does she get any? I try to keep her off the radar as much as I can because yeah. of, you know, the work I do and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I'll, you'll see my family sometimes in my stories. But that's about it, really. Um, but, you know, I mean, she's really well. We were just grounded in each other and and stuff like that. So we don't never let that stuff change us or negatively impact it. Most things people do are just a reflection of the way they treat themselves. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's. Um, so before we get out of here, I want to kind of. I'm going to, I mean, man, there's so many other things, but I think the main next point should be, I want your thoughts, I guess, on everything that's happened lately with, from Kyle Rittenhouse to how the officers responded with Jacob Blake to the two LASD officers that were shot in Compton. Um, in 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, oh, go. Yeah, <laughs> no, we get, we get some time, but... Um, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, yeah. what's your take on that as far as a 17-year-old kid being down there with an AR-15? Yeah, so um, I really want to advocate for inclusion, inclusion and people being together and working together and covering each other and connecting. I've been to, you know, we've seen war. We've seen what happens when people can't have conversations and they, it turns into violence. And then there's a moment afterwards where there's one guy laying on the floor and you're like, that's just another human who had different beliefs than me who believed them strong enough to come fight me today and my dudes. And now here we are. You know, we got to keep it moving. So uh, with seeing him being willing to go down there um, and, and stand up for, you know, protecting those people. I'm a protector by nature. So I'm kind of like, heck yeah, man. Like, I wish more Americans would try to uh, cover each other in that way. I find it extremely tragic that something like that has become something that, you know, might even be a part of our society that people should have to try to cover each other and protect I each other. I guess what I mean is if you were there, do you think he would have even had to fire a shot? 
Meaning, like I don't think he had prop. There were older men there yeah. Yeah. that knew uh, what they were doing. Dude, why did none of them? Why did not? Like, why if they let the seventeen-year-old kid? I would have been. Do, yeah. Like, here's oh, the thing. Where I, I wanna, go, like, this I'm is glad why. you're here. Hold on, this no, is... I, let me finish. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yeah. But go somewhere in the back. Like, don't be yeah. right out front here. Right? Yeah. He's a target because he's seventeen. The first person who targeted him feet. was a pedophile. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he grabbed his gun and w- was fired on. Mm-hmm. Okay. After trying to take his weapon from him and after screaming the N word in, in a gas station. Then he fled the scene to go surrender to officers. Right. Yeah. And as he was fleeing the mob, they chased him down. And tried to hit him. He should not have been out there because he was 17 years old. Yeah. He just. Well, sh- if you're 17 years old, you know, and it, but Again, there's an I, argument. Yeah. If there wasn't for 17 year olds with guns, we'd all be we British. All be, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right, speaking right. some other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, again, man, my whole th- take on this thing is still like, this, I don't know the right but, or the wrong. But, but Antifa you know, it's or BLM fuck, would not target any of us. Yeah. Absolutely. They're like, nah. They, but how fucking to thick are you? You know who I'm not sizing up? Someone with an AR-15. I don't care if they're 11. You know, go to a yeah. third world country. His kids with AKs are fucking that are 12 on your years track. old. Yeah, take your ass yeah. These are not the best and brightest. These are not, yeah. these are not, yeah. these are trained Marxists, not trained soldiers. That's true. You know, yeah. and they have no. Instigators. They're yeah. trained fucking instigators. Yeah. Yeah. They so are. they're not, you know, they're not, again, these are the Which, same thank people God. who are. Thank God they're not tactically yeah. proficient yeah. and, you know, that um, good at deviance. And <laughs> what, now, what do you think about, uh, uh, but yeah, those, there should have been some grown men that got his back. Like, yeah, why is I this mean, kid? You know, you know these guys this, you know, had like, you know, they had mm-hmm. body armor. They yeah. had all the stuff. The, you know, they knew what, what was happening. And this kid just kind of was. I mean, granted, he had his medical had bag his and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't know, man. I just wish that I saw some better leadership amongst. Because I'm all for protection and doing that stuff. But right. I feel like if y'all there, I'm gonna listen. You you have a little bit of an edge on me. Mm-hmm. I, I respect that. Yeah, right. It's my world. Now. Uh, and if if there's someone else that goes, hey Shane, what do I do? I go, if I know, I will tell them. If not, mm-hmm. I go, let me ask Byron. Like, I, right. I, I don't know. I guess we just know chain of command or who has the answers to what is best to do next. Yeah. And I just feel like they didn't have that there. And I understand because it's you know just civilians arming themselves. But I feel like if you have an AR-15 in your hand, have a fucking plan, man. Have, be with people that have a plan because yeah. that's not a fucking BB gun. Nope. You know, sure, um, but you shouldn't even have to be there. And then this goes back to everyone's demanding to defund the police, and they want to have a citizenry police. Uh, and then they get what they want, uh-huh. and their goons get shot, yeah. and they scream for justice. And oh, then yeah. they try to say the guy was he was a white supremacist. Yeah, he's, he's Hispanic, or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know. Wh- and Ca- a Caucasian re- Latino. I'm like, right. you can't just add white to things. The, yeah, you, put it to <laughs> you guys got <laughs> like, you. it's not a coloring book. I know. <laughs> how, how was the situation avoidable in Compton? Uh, with Besides the two officers. Yeah. Avoidable? And, and, huh? Avoid- well, yeah. I mean, how does that not happen? You know? How does that not happen? I mean, because- I would say that there's a great push within the media and that narrative that we're kind of touching on a little bit. That's weaponizing people that are dejected or unhappy with society and unhappy with their lives. That's the first thing I think is like how you start to avoid like this direction we're going. And do you think that society. was orchestrated because of them being already at the hospital waiting to block the entrance? Does that seem a little odd? I mean, there's yeah. I mean, I I don't know all the dynamics around that. Um, I do know that uh, when you're in that job, man, and you lace up your shoes every day, you're writing a blank check. 
and you gotta be on top of your game but then at the same time i know the feeling of being in a room where anybody could shoot you or blow up you know you know that feeling too and it's like you just got to be using those shortcuts and you got to be making sure you're not placing yourself in a in a place that's going to be vulnerable you know where you're back but does that mean that and, refusing to serve these but, communities you know, and this is man. We're getting into this. The that's good happening stuff. to in Minneapolis yeah. now. I honestly, see, bro, now Minneapolis, like we need the police back. No, I like, would. What did you think? Would we're, we're, yeah, I like, honestly, I, I, I do, I do support that because mm -hmm. when this was kicking off and they were like, "Oh, the police are bad," I was like, "You know, you know what? We're gonna give you two weeks. We, yeah, I'm just gonna give you like a couple days of just no police since you guys can handle it. Handle it. it's like when a, it's like when a, you know, like a girlfriend's being bad or something. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to take a break and you back off. And then they, you know, they, they come to you. You make mm -hmm. the person come to you. It's like, you know what? Do it without me. I, I mean, think it's, that's, it's, I think it's relevant, especially when everyone's being so ridiculous. And people you know? for, to just say that all cops are bad, dude, I've had more run-ins with law enforcement mm -hmm. than I care to fucking remember. Yeah. A lot of them sucked. A lot of them didn't. You right. know what I mean? So it's like, uh, I've had, uh, that's like saying I've, all I've black had, people well, are bad, but I've had <laughs> run-ins. I've had run-ins. White people are racist. I've yeah. gone to I've gone to airlines, and yeah. there's been shitty people at the airline yeah. and awesome <laughs> people at the airline. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what it is, but it's this is such an easy thing to just go. Nope, that's it. They're all bad. Defund them. Well, yeah. human beings okay. have. It's like all know, black people are gangsters. Yeah. Well, this uh, human <laughs> beings <laughs> have good <laughs> and bad <laughs> days, but the thing the thing that's incredible is like you, how many. If you you take oh the police killed this man this many people right yeah. yo doctors kill yo a thousand Finally, times yo I be doctors it's fucking like, doctors kill people it's like the top Every five day. leading yeah. cause of death in is misdiagnosis yeah and maybe like, leave a pair of forceps in inside America you. yeah, yeah. And, it's I'm, like, and I'm like okay well like. Uh, no one's talking. Where's the outrage? Where's the outrage? Well, because we can't. Well, they're protected because the fucking you know we can't. The medical community. We I mean, you know, there's a lot of money in it. Yeah, there's no you know. So um, it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing, and uh, I don't know. Like I don't. I wonder what it would be like. There. So there's a movie called The Day Without a Mexican. Did you ever see that? No. Oh, so it, it basically awesome. was like what I don't know what how would happen. You would survive. That's a, the that, whole premise. The it's whole, like yeah. there's no Mexicans and people are like, well, like, like nothing can work. <laughs> Nothing's working. They should just that's have awesome. fucking like two weeks without police. It'd be the just purge. no police. Yeah. Nothing. Let, let everyone figure just, it out. You you know do you. Yeah. Enjoy. That'd yeah. Be a nightmare. That's what I would yeah. do because they'd be begging for you to come back and then these citizen police situations i'm like what do you think you're doing you know you're just trying to do policing but you don't have the systems in place that mm -hmm. come from de decades and decades of trying to perfect years. this process yeah. who do you think you are like i got a small boutique private security company trying to make sure that my values and my customer service and all my stuff gets out to a team to a smaller team this is the struggle of leadership yeah i mean yeah. and you think you're just gonna just come in and do this you know what i'm saying like i don't know it's uh Human nature is a tough thing to try to manage. Well, we got to get the fuck out of Dodge. We could go on for hours. Indeed. Um, this is good. Thank man. you so much for coming in, Byron. It's uh, an honor. What, what a pleasure. Finding um, meaning. Yeah. If you guys after uh, the military. haven't, I'm, I, and I'm, uh, I apologize that we didn't get a chance to get into this book, but thank you for this copy. Um, go check it out. Finding Meaning After the Military by Byron Rogers. Um, where can the people find you? Primarily at my, my main online property is ByronRogersMotivation.com. And from there, you can go to the social media. You know, I have an online executive protection school, and I have all of the online protection assets to teach civilians how to 
really protect themselves and their families awesome. and whatnot. And I'll put all those links also in the YouTube. Also making a cameo in the new Five Finger Death Punch music video. Oh, What's shit? up? Boom! Yeah. <laughs> no, it's an honor um, to hang with those dudes, man. Yeah. All right. Well, um, as always, you can find... Uh, I'm, I'm going to... From now on, all the links will be in the YouTube video. You can find Tommy on Instagram at Tommy Vexed. You can find me at Shane.Vitco. You can find us on Instagram at Deviant Gentleman. Um, all listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever the fuck else you use is uh, Deviant Gentleman Podcast. And you can find us on YouTube, Deviant Gentleman Podcast. You have to type it all in due to the fact of possibly being shadow banned. Thanks again, Byron. Thank you guys for tuning in. That's we'll real. see you next time. It's a trick without a donkey From Ohio to Zimbabwe Dicks out Dicks out for a